a Northwest Arkansas company has developed a breast health screening product that they hope will encourage women to keep a closer eye on their health. The product doesn't replace medical tests like mammograms, nor does it diagnose breast cancer or other ailments, but it is intended to help women determine their risk level for certain ailments and, if necessary, whether they should seek some more help. I'm Rusty Turner. I'm editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and this is the Know the News podcast. We're going to talk today with Anna Daly. She is the chief scientific officer of Namita, a Fayetteville company that has developed AriaCare, uh, a breast health screening product. And she's going to tell us about that product and what she hopes it will do to improve women's health. Hi, Anna. Hello. Thanks for having me. Also with us is April Wallace. She's a reporter, and she's written a story about Aria Care that will appear in next Thursday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the Airtown section. And uh, you're going to be here with us today to ask some questions as well, right, April? That's right. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's just start this way. Uh, Anna, how did this uh, come about? Where, where did this product idea come from? So the original idea was started uh, back in 2006 by Dr. Suzanne Klimberg. She, at the time, was at UAMS. She's a breast surgical oncologist um, and since has moved to uh, UTMB in Galveston. Um, but the, as she talks about it, she became familiar with some research that was happening in tears, and tears have been studied for a long time. Um, and she just became interested in seeing if she could see differences in women who had breast cancer by looking simply at their tear profiles. And so she did some of the original work research, and then it was um, licensed by a local incubator, and our company started, and I took over from there. So that was sort of the original idea. And her goal, what she really wanted, was she was having a lot of women come into her clinic who were being diagnosed with late-stage breast cancer. And she knew that was happening because a lot of the women didn't have access to adequate screening. And she wanted something that she could develop that could go into community clinics or free clinics or just any primary care clinic that women could use for some type of screening in places where they didn't have any. So that was really her her passion behind the research when she started it. Okay. And uh, talk to us about the product. Uh, you said it uses tears yes. or the profile uh, uh, of, of, of what the contents of tears to help... Uh, uh, help develop the, the results. So tell us how that works, if you yes. can. Yes. So ARIA is a direct-to-consumer at-home breast health assessment test. We're looking at proteins and tears. We look at two proteins that are part of the early inflammatory process, and that can be due to a tumor. It can also be due to a benign mass. So similar to a mammogram, we're not telling you you have breast cancer. We're just telling you there's something going on that you need to go in for further screening. And so you, we look at two proteins. We, you get a score and a classification. And so together, those two things give you a timing on how soon you need to go in and consider scheduling your screening mammogram. Another really um, important piece that we're really happy to offer as part of the test is when you purchase the test, you get the opportunity to schedule an assessment with a breast health specialist. So we have RNs, APNs, um, uh, sonographers who are have spent their careers in breast health and helping breast cancer patients navigate the breast health continuum of care. Um, and so you get 15 minutes with them to talk about your test results, your concerns about your own breast health, um, and they are a wealth of information. So that's sort of the whole the whole product is you have the test that you can do at home and you send to us and we'll give you your results. 
and then you have your consultation with a breast health specialist. And then we also have a section on our, it's a small section now, and we think it's going to be um, expanding, but it's a health and wellness specific to breast health. So if you come in that medium and high category, and even if you're low, but what are just some easy changes you can make in your own life to help your breast cancer risk? And so that's sort of the whole package. Okay. All right. April, um, you, you're working on a story that's going to appear next week about this. So uh, tell me what attracted you to this story and tell me how you, uh, how you went about reporting it. Well, um, personally, I did know Anna before starting on the story. And um, basically the entire time I've known her, she's been working on this product. Um, what attracted me is that she's very passionate about it and that what she's creating is so unique. And I think it'll really end up helping a lot of women. So, of course, that's interesting to me. Um, her company has been really creative with the process in involving people, collecting tear samples. They've done some fun promotions like Tears on Tap, where they um, took tear samples to use in their lab, and they gave people a free drink for it You know, <laughs> at a local bar, which is a really fun way to get people out and about and thinking about their breast health. Um, she also took this amazing trip to New Zealand where they collected samples from women in a movie theater showing a sad movie. They stopped halfway through, <laughs> collected some tears, and they brought it back to the States, and that helped them see, you know, how the sample changes with temperature, time, location, and kind of, you know, obviously make the product better. Um, they've been really adaptable, and it's been fun to see them grow over the years. Um, during the pandemic, they used the same robot to make a COVID antibody test in a matter of five weeks. So they've been doing some amazing things, so of course, I kept my eye on it. Okay, so the first thing I have to ask is, what was the sad movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. They picked Brooklyn. Okay. Um, you know, New Zealand is a happy country, and, yeah. <laughs> and things are not as sad there as they are here. Um, but, so, yeah, so they, they picked okay. Brooklyn. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. And April mentioned uh, this is unique, and, I, you know, I'm certainly by no means an expert on this, but I looked around uh, uh, on the Internet for some kind of similar product anywhere, uh, and I didn't see much. Uh, I saw lots of... Uh, Lots of um, uh, uh, entries on things like um, uh, for at for at, at home screenings. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm saying um, so. There were lots of you know self help um, uh, material on on at home breast exams and that sort of thing, uh, but no sort of test like this uh, that I could find. Uh, are there similar products out there? Or are you really unique? So well, in this space, we're definitely unique. Um, you know, there's some genetic testing that I think you can uh, collect the sample at home. But as far as breast screening, um, no, we're, it's it's pretty unique. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a kind of a new space we're jumping into. Okay, and it's a uh, it's a product that you buy. You you, know, you do the test at home, send off for the results. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? That's correct. And and how does one how would somebody acquire a test if they were interested? So you can go to our website aria.care a u r i a dot c a r e, um, and click on the shop page and you can purchase your test, and that's and then we'll ship you the kit. You'll get the link to set up your online profile, um, and right now that's that's how you can find the test. Okay, and uh, you know once the test results are in, uh, is it is. And you, you mentioned the fifteen minutes or so with a with a with a healthcare uh, um, uh, expert in this area. Mm -hmm. 
Is there anything that continues after that once the profile is established? Something they can come back to, do the test again? Yes. So once you have your profile, it's your profile, um, and you can repeat the test within a year um, if you'd like to look at it again. And all of your results will be saved. Um, so we have lots of ideas on how we want to build out that portion of the website mm -hmm. and the profile and what that can be. And mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, so that's yours. That's your dashboard, and all of your RA results will be saved there. Yeah. So. I it, some people might think it goes without saying, but you know the, the, the health risk for breast cancer is, is very high for women uh, for women of, of particular ages. Mm -hmm. So so talk a little bit about that. I know I noticed in April's story that uh, that a lot of the concern was about women who either didn't have access to uh, to breast cancer screening or didn't know uh, what they needed to do in order to to, uh, to 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 get screened. So if you could talk a little bit about that. Sure. So. The statistic that always gets thrown out is one in eight women will have a risk of developing breast cancer within their lifetime. And that risk changes, you know, based on how old you are, your race, what your family genetics are. Um, and so what, as we began to look into, you know, knowing what we had and where would be the best place to put it, um, you know, the statistic of 50% of women miss their yearly screening mammogram, and there's lots of reasons for that. And then when you look in, and that changes based on how old you are also. So younger women ages, you know, 45 and below, only 37% of us are participating in our screening mammograms. Um, and so in talking to radiologists, so Steve Harms, Dr. Steve Harms is one of our medical advisors, um, and he's been part of the project from the beginning. And when we first started talking to him 11 years ago, he always he started talking about how many more younger women he was seeing in coming in diagnosed. Um, and that has just continued. So the statistic for under age 40 is 6.5% six, six of cancer diagnoses are under the age of 40. And our problem there is that, you know, there's no recommended screening. And screening recommendations differ based on which guidelines you're looking at. Um, and so, you know, in, a, in another conversation, that I was on vacation this summer, and I was talking to someone about what I do, and she was telling me she had at least three or four friends who they were diagnosed with breast cancer, and then several years later, their moms were. So now we're starting to see this trend that it's younger women, our ages are reversing, and, you know, we are not taking the time to do our screenings because that's the time in your life when you're heavy in your career, you're heavy raising kids, you know, you've got all these responsibilities, or you're beginning to take care of your parents. That's another thing that's starting to happen. And so, you know, there's just a lot of, of responsibility, and often our own health care is the last. And so we wanted to say something that could come to you at home where you are, do it when you have time, and just get some information. And then have this opportunity to talk to someone because I know in my own breast health journey, um, my grandmother had breast cancer. Um, and because of what I do, I went ahead and went in and had a mammogram because I wanted to know, you know, what it was like. And the first time I did it, um, they actually came back as high risk because I was over, I was 35. My grandmother had breast cancer. I hadn't had a baby yet. Um, and the second time I went, I was 38, I think, had had a baby and my risk was even higher because now, you know, the, the, and the risk factors are just all over the place. Apparently, if you have a baby when you're older, it increases your risk. I mean, just, you know, there's just so many unknowns and when you get into breast cancer and what we're trying to pinpoint and why it happens. And um, so, you know, what we felt was the best tool we could provide was, you know, maybe we can increase the number of women who are participating in screening, and that's really what we want to do. Um, and 
we just wanted to take it direct to women, give them the opportunity to use it, and um, see if we can we can increase participation in screening mammogram. And right now, that's that's where we're targeting, um, and hopefully having something at home and someone that you can talk to because often you get a letter in the mail from you know our healthcare system is overwhelmed. They don't have time to talk to every single person that comes in. So this way you have someone to talk to and you can ask them about that letter you got in the mail last year. Um, and that, that's kind of the idea. Okay. All right. And um, April mentioned you've been working on this uh, a number of years. Tell us a little bit about, about your background and how you got started in how you got started in this this particular field. Sure. So I am a PhD um, in molecular biology. I'm a protein biochemist. Um, I did my PhD at the university here and was in working in a postdoc there um, and had a friend who had been in my grad lab and her um, her brother had started, was getting involved in starting this company. And then she knew they were looking for someone who happened to have my skill set and started talking to me about it. And so um, I just went and, and interviewed for the job. I wasn't sure if I wanted to stick in academia or go into industry, but the opportunity to work in breast cancer stay in Arkansas um, with a technology that was started in Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas as a, as a hometown girl. So, I mean, it was just such an amazing opportunity and I couldn't pass it up. So I started the project in January of 2011. Um, and my, my, our CEO, Amit, always jokes that I was the first employee. I think they hired him first. I just showed up on site first and he <laughs> came about a month later. Um, but he and I have been working on this um, since, since 2011. And so we went through a lot of iterations of figuring out the technology, exactly what proteins we wanted to look at, exactly how we wanted to collect the samples. Um, and so it's sort of, it's been quite a process and a journey, and it's um, super exciting to finally be here and have something to offer. So, and, and uh, what kind of approvals uh, are required for this kind of product to go to the market? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So this is a CLIA test. So that stands for Certified Laboratory Improvement Amendment. But so it's outside, it's not outside of the FDA, it's under CMS. Um, so we have a high complexity CLIA lab. We're certified um, in 49 states. Mm-hmm. And the test is only run in our lab. Um, the kit comes directly from us, and then we'll come back to us. And so we fall under CLIA. So we have a medical director, um, Dr. Lucas Campbell, who also runs Northwest Arkansas Pathology. And he, when we designed the protocol for validating the test, he reviewed it and approved it. Um, and then we wrote up the results, and he had to look through those and approve those. And then all of that information was again reviewed by um, the Arkansas Department of Health. So they come in and review your lab. And then we've um, used that. So we have licenses in 49, every state but New York. They're a little bit more difficult. But so that's, we are, we are a CLIA lab and it is a CLIA lab developed test. Okay. All right. And are you pursuing the certification in New York as well? Or is that it's pretty standard in CLIA that you wait till New York till you get a pretty high demand. They have um, some some requirements that are significant financial costs. So ah, gotcha. <laughs> it may be a it may be a minute before mm-hmm. whenever okay. you're in CLIA and you talk about New York, everyone kind of heaves a sigh. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there may be a time, but yeah, I, I rem- I've been in a number of uh, HR seminars where uh, where someone says, "Well, this is true everywhere except California." Mm-hmm. So you know that California's so, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Okay, and uh, um, there again, this is not a medical diagnosis. This is a, this is simply uh, a test that that evaluates uh, what your potential risk may be for for breast cancer. Is that right? Yes, and we're looking at proteins. It's not genetic, so it's a short term. It's a short term mm-hmm. risk, 
um, based on what kind of inflammatory processes are happening right now. Okay. All right. April, what am I missing? What else do we need to talk about? Um, Well, over the course that you've made the product, there's been plenty that changed. Um, Could you tell us about how the ideas, like how the end product has changed from what it started out as? Sure. Yeah. So actually in the very beginning, this was, you know, at the U of A, they do, um, the business part department will do business plan competitions. And so there was a business team that had done a competition on this idea. And their idea um, was a strip test that you did at home. And I can remember when we first looked at it, we were like, that's insane. That's never going to work. Like, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to do that. So when we started the project, originally what we thought it was, we thought it would be, then then we thought, okay, we'll, we'll do a CLIA lab. We'll have people send samples here. Our sample collection method was different. The technique we were looking at at the time was a mass spec based. So the test was going to be super expensive. Um, and, you know, the whole emphasis behind the test was providing something as low cost as we could do to make it available to as many people who could afford it. And so mass spec would be a lot more expensive, a lot more expensive. and also offsite. Yes, yes. We'd have to contract with someone else. Um, then we looked at trying to develop a device. So that we did that for a little bit, an actual like at home. You could um, the proteins that we look at, the the levels that they are at. It's it's kind of difficult to do that. That requires an FDA five ten K process, very expensive and long. Um, and so really, what happened was COVID, and COVID unfortunately, opened the door for acceptance of at-home collection of samples and understanding, you know, being able to collect a sample and send it in and get your own results and and make your own kind of health decisions. And so during the process of COVID um, and understanding, you know, it's also very difficult in the healthcare system to bring out a new test and really expect the healthcare system to immediately change and accept it. They're going to look for a lot of validation. Um, and there's a lot of questioning. There's, you know, there's a lot of restrictions on what doctors can offer. And so taking all of these different pieces and ideas, we just started talking about trying to just go directly to consumer and letting people collect their own samples. And so that's the first step we did was can people collect their own tier samples? And that was part of Tears on Tap. Um, and then we had people come into our office. And um, so, th- so then that was the idea was we figured out people could do it. It was easy. They didn't have a lot of problems there, you know, compared to pricking yourself for blood. It's basically, you know, it's really easy. And, um, you know, we just decided that taking it directly to women and letting them see if they in- find it usable would be the best way to prove that, you know, to start to get that data to prove it, it, it does have utility and it is usable. So from where we started to where we are now, um, a lot of iterations. Some parts are the same. Some parts came full circle with having a CLIA test and having a strip, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but it does come back to us instead of just giving you the results at home. So I see. Yeah. On a practical note, um, if someone gets ARIA care, mm-hmm. um, they need to do it properly to ensure yeah. that they get their results <laughs> right. Yes. So could you remind us? Yes. So looking at it. the proteins that we work with, we have to keep them cold. And so... Um, there's two step, two important pieces. One part is it comes with an ice pack. The kit comes with an ice pack, so you have to freeze that before you collect your sample. And then we have to get it cold within a certain amount of time. And really the time is the most important. So there's only certain days you can ship your kit. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday are the shipping days. 
and we do ask that you collect and ship your sample on the same day. So your kit comes with comes with the ice pack, comes with all the instructions, comes with a pre-labeled mailer, um, and it's a special kind of mailer, so it has an insert in the middle. It's a thermal mailer to keep everything cold. Um, so those are the two important pieces. Collect it um, and ship it on the same day, and make sure you include your ice pack, and then we have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday our shipping days. I see. Say someone does it wrong. <laughs> then what? <laughs> well, the biggest piece for us is knowing how, really, it's the time. So sometimes even if the ice pack comes back and it's already thawed, if it's been, if it's only been a couple of days, you know, we're fine with that. Um, if for some reason, you know, you collected it on Monday and you put that on the label, your collection date, and then you didn't ship it for three or four days, um, then it's a good chance we're going to have to, re- we have, we have rejection criteria in the CLIA lab that, so we have our, our lab manager, um, our technical supervisor, Kelsey, has established all of those. And so she has things that she has to follow. And if it doesn't fit those certain things, then you'll be getting a phone call from us. We'll let you know and we'll, you know, figure that out. Should be a new kit um, so that you can get try again. But yeah, so we know that we know that there are some stipulations and there's, you know, it's not just super, super easy. It is easy, but there are some things to remember about that. And then we'll get in touch with you if there's a problem. And so how long has this product been available? Uh, how, when, when did it first roll out to the market? Two weeks. Two wow. weeks ago, yeah. We launched yeah. it um, September 13th, so maybe more than two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's kind of all running together after it yeah. became available. But Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and what's the cost? Um, the cost right now is 159 Okay. So you can purchase it on our website. Okay. Yeah. All right. April? And finally, um, there is a lot of information on your website. So even before you get started, you can go there and start thinking about, you know, things to do in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. All the health and wellness information is free for anyone to look at. Um, And we have information on the test and how it works, on breast health. um, And we'll be adding lots more information in the future. So, yeah. 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 Well, this is a, uh, it's a very unique product and it's kind of cool that it's right here in Northwest Arkansas based here. So uh, anyway, Anna, thanks very much for your time today. I really appreciate you uh, telling us about uh, Aria Care, and uh, good luck with that. And I so uh, uh, hope uh, hope folks can take advantage, hear this, and take advantage of it. All right, thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you, April. Thanks. Be sure to look for April's story in our Thursday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. That'll be October thirteenth in the Our Town section. We've got plenty of other great content coming your way this coming weekend in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We'll have all the coverage you need of the Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue uh, Festival going on in Rogers, Eureka Springs, and all over Northwest Arkansas. Stacy Ryburn will have a story about a 10-foot-wide trail along Martin Luther King Boulevard when the new I-49 interchange comes to pass. Tom Sisson will review who applied for Washington County's COVID relief money. Garrett Moore will update us on lots of new development happening in downtown Rogers. Down in the River Valley, Monica Brick will talk about Fort Smith Public Schools and its continuous improvement planning meeting coming up this week. Thomas Sassente will update us on plans for a new senior center in Greenwood. We'll have all the coverage you need of Arkansas's game with Mississippi State over the weekend at nwaonline.com and at wholehogsports.com. That and much more will be available for our subscribers at nwaonline.com this weekend. If you're a subscriber, thank you so much for participating in local journalism and helping us do what we do. If you're not a subscriber, please consider signing up. All you have to do is go to that website, nwaonline.com, click on the subscribe button, and we'll get it taken care of for you.
or you can call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that is 479-684-5509. The Know the News podcast is new every Friday. We we talk about lots of different issues in Northwest Arkansas, and I hope you find them interesting. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. As I said, we're here every Friday afternoon with a new edition. Until next Friday, this is Rusty Turner saying so long.